Tonight at the Chokeslam Wrestling Report, we're going to go through the fallout of AEW Revolution with the AEW Dynamite episode that happened last night. Did any superstar that was announced during the week, did they show up at AEW? Did the Exalted One showed up? We're going to find out that and many more in the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. AEW Dynamite Review. Welcome back to the Chokesland Wrestling Report. I'm your host, The Ultimate One. I want to thank you guys for tuning in to another AEW Dynamite review. We're going to go over the fallout, what happened after the AEW revolution that happened this past weekend. Um, I want to thank those people who tuned in to the AEW revolution uh, review. I want to thank those people. But let's talk about what happened last night. So the show started off with John Mosley coming out with the AEW title around his shoulder. Um, he talked about how, you know, the, the title is for the fans, that Jericho walk, walked around thinking that it was his title. And during his uh, promo, he, he kind of dared the inner circle to come after him. So as soon as he said that, Jericho comes out with the, the whole inner circle, and he pretty much Jericho claimed that he don't need a title to be called the Le Champion. So there, right after that, Jericho just said he pulled the whole AEW roster on notice. But during that whole situation and the whole promos thing, he pretty much said that if by the end of the night, if John Mosley um, leaves um, the night on his own without him getting beat up by the inner circle, that he will leave for 30 days. Then he said for 60 days. So this pretty much sets up a situation where now uh, the the main event was Moxley and Darby Allen versus Jericho and Sammy Guevara. So that he claimed by the end of the night, uh, Moxley was not going to be walking out of the arena on his own. Otherwise, he would take 60 to 30 day hiatus. And he will come back. So this is a way the way the show started. And it kind of, you know, sets up everything for the beginning of the night. The first match of the night was SCU and Cole Cabana versus Dark Order. This match, I was really looking forward to because everybody was waiting for the Exalted One. Everybody thought Matt Hardy was going to come out. Uh, so everybody was waiting for that to happen. Of course, Cole Cabana started off the match against Stu Grayson. They went back and forth. Um, but during that match, um, in the beginning, um, Dark Order took over. They jumped the SCU and took him off the ring apron while they beat up on Cole Cabana. The Dark Order took over, but SCU and Cabana made a comeback when they triple team Mark Silver or John Silver, whatever his name is being called, because I remember him as Mark Silver in House of Glory. Now they call him John Silver. But he got triple teamed by them. Then Dark Order then took over when they threw Christopher Daniel to the to the post. And then they started beating on him for a good five to ten minutes of the match. Uh, they gave the hot tag to Kazarian. Uh, SCU surrounded Evil Uno and beat on him. Kokobana uh, got the hot tag. And then he kind of grabbed Alex Reynolds. And it was a weird way of how Kokobana um, dropped Alex Reynolds in the ring post. He kind of like picked him up, dropped him, uh, stirred him first into the turnbuckle. And then he did the Superman roll for the pin. 
at this point, I thought, I said to myself, well, here comes the uh, exalted one. Uh, he's going to come out now. But eventually that didn't happen. So all you heard was Evil Uno. This was not supposed to happen. This was not the way it was supposed to end. So, and after that, that was it. So in my head, I'm like, okay, so my heart is not coming out. But then I said, well, you know what? This is good because now it's us up for the following week. To leave everybody wondering if he's going to show up or not. But he already signed with AEW. Matt Hardy signed with AEW. So um, it's just a matter of time. It's a matter of patience. Um, and everybody's just going to have to wait, you know, um, when that happens. Um, so, you know, you know, it is what it is. Uh, then Britt Baker showed up in the announcing table out of nowhere uh, after they or the whole situation with SCU and Dark Order came out. And Britt Baker showed up with a cup of Starbucks for uh, Tony Schiavone. And, you know, the, the, I guess the whole thing is that Tony Schiavone is getting Starbucks coffee from Britt Baker every time she comes to the announcing table. So we're going to go now with the Big Swole versus Librarian match. That was the next match. This match was a squash match. Uh, it was a Lever Bates again losing another match. Uh, n- not really much to say. They just put a wrestling match just to waste a woman match i think um again leva vates the poor girl's been there for almost a year one of the first girls that have been wrestling in there and i have not yet to see her win a match and if she has she probably has won it when um um dark uh aew dark maybe i don't know but that's remained to be seen i think it was just a whole thing was to push Britt baker again um just to give her a little hill roll We'll be right back after this, guys. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimal listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And we're back, guys. And um, the one thing that really caught my eye is last night, it was the Cody Rose promo. Cody came out to the adulation of the fan. Um, He came out, he spoke about how he lost to MJF. And he kind of like called out MJF. But out of nowhere, a surprise guest showed up, which caught me off guard. The great Jake the Snake Robbers came out of nowhere. And Jake the Snake Robbers cut a promo, ladies and gentlemen, that I, for one, couldn't believe it. Uh, I was shocked to see him there. I was shocked. Um, I mean, it shocked a lot of people, to be honest. It shocked a lot of people. Uh, did not, you know, Jake the Snake Robber and his... Um, his promos are legendary. When I say it was legendary, it's legendary. Um, he pretty much told um, Cody that he needs to stop bitching uh, and that he never ever bitched in a match, uh, never lost. And he even called Cody Rose Great Caesars. In other words, because Cody is the e- uh, EVP and he pretty much um, told Cody, you know, um, he has a a client, 
a client that he's going to bring in, a client who's going to be rising from the ashes. And he claimed, he said, you know, he's not there to praise him. He's there to slay him. So pretty much whoever he's bringing in, I have a feeling it's going to be Brody Lee. It's going to be Brody Lee. He's going to be imagine Brody Lee because he said, from the ashes will rise a phoenix. Now, we all know that Brody Lee, known as Luke Harper, was down. He was, his career was over in WWE. And the ashes, it could be him. Who knows? I mean, I'm looking forward to it. But Jake Disney Roberts said, I'm not here for the AEW pie. I'm just here for your share. In other words, Cody's share. So this was a great promo. You guys got to see it again if you haven't seen it. This was great. Jake the Snake Robert and one of the greatest promo guys. And his promo last night was beautiful. And at the ending, what he said was, uh, if I could uh, quote what he said, he said, hold on one second. Oh, God, this is acting up. He said, once a great man said, a wise man once said, never turn your back on someone you respect or fear. He went and turned his back on Cody and threw the mic over his shoulder. So telling him, I'm not scared of you, and my guy is not scared of you. So it'll be something to check out. This is, oh, my God, this is going to be great. This is going to be great. I mean, this is one of the things I, I, I couldn't believe what I saw last night. It was just great stuff, um, but it is what it is. The next match was Chucky T versus Pac. This match, Pac started out with headlocks and high-risk maneuvers. He pretty much was taking taking over Chucky T. Uh, and um, so there was something for everybody to check it out. At one point, Pac lost focus because he approached. Um, while he was outside, he approached Orange Cassidy. And um, Trent got in the middle. And while he was doing all that, that's when Chucky T went and he slid. Slide kick um, Pac. And he probably, uh, you know, started working on, on Pac. But, you know, Pac took over when he threw Chucky T on the railing. And then he pretended uh, at one point it looked like Pac was going to jump from the top of the rope and try to dive on um, on Chucky T. Chucky T went for a drop kick, but Pac baited him. Like, like he pretended he was going to run, but he stopped and he got caught. Um, he tricked him. Um, so, you know. Chucky T, you know, dropped at one point. This is was crazy because I, I was like, wow. They, how the hell Pac got up? At one point, um, Chucky T was in the corner and he dropped, you know, he went, um, he dropped Pac, head first power driver in the corner of the ring. And I was like, oh my God, this is what, like told the ending of the match. He went then, he went for a moonsaw on Pac, but he missed. And that's when Pac called him. And put him in the brutalizer. The funny, crazy thing is, out of nowhere, while um, uh, he puts him on the brutalizer, you see Orange Cassidy and um, and Trent go in the ring, and it looks like Orange Cassidy's right to fight to pack, and one or something. The Lucha Brothers come in, they start attacking um, Trent, they attack Orange Cassidy, and they form a new trio called. The Triangle of Death. In Spanish, El Triangle de la Muerte. So that was, and I'm like, wow. And it's funny because a couple of weeks ago, they did team up in a three-way, uh, three, a six-man tag. 
And I was like, wow, Pac with the Lucha Bros didn't make no sense. Now, there you have it. The triple death, or what's it called? The triangle of death. I'm sorry. Triangle of death. So, something to look forward to, guys. And um, AEW making more. I mean, who knows? They might do a six-man tag titles. That'll be the next thing. So, we'll see. We'll be right back after this. And the next match of the night was uh, kind of, I say it was not a squash match, but it was more of the feud between Jake Hager and um, Dustin Rose. This time it was QT Marshall. And as you guys know, there was a, a, a report that QT Marshall and Dustin Rose will be a tag team and will be managed by Brandy. Um, I think it's going to be called the Nightmare Collective, whatever they're calling it. So. But QT Marshall wrestled Jake Hager. The match pretty much was dominated by Hager, even though QT Marshall showed some of his skills. Afterwards, um, after QT Marshall got submitted by, this lasted like probably five, seven minutes, uh, Jake Hager put him in a submission move, uh, like a choke, choke out triangle, and QT was out. All of a sudden, I guess uh, uh, Jake Hager did not want to let go of the uh, move, and um, Dustin jumped in to stop Hager. Continue attacking uh, QT Marshall. Uh, Problem Powerful came in and attacked. Matt Jackson came in to help out, but gets belly to belly suplexed by Jake Hager. And out of nowhere, one of the funniest things I ever seen. As a matter of fact, uh, right before that, Dustin Rose, uh, D- uh, not Dustin Rose, Cody Rose came up to help his brother. He got hit with a chair shot from behind from Ortiz. And out of nowhere, Hangman Page pops out. With a beer in his hand, coming out of the ring, very nonchalant, coming out of the ring, taking his time. He has a beer in his hand. He goes into the ring, tells the guy, hold on, hold on. Let me put this beer to the side. He puts the beer in the corner. Next thing you know, he just starts wailing at the whole inner circle. Start taking everybody out. And once he did that, he turned around to Matt Jackson and gave him the middle finger. And I don't know. It looks like it, Matt Jackson and... Hagman Page will probably end up in a big feud, and it looks like Kenny Omega will be in the middle of that feud. So then they had the MJF promo where he talked about how great he was and how he became a protege to a prodigy. And um, there was a great promo on MJF. The funny part was he had a, a blazer on. He had a shirt on, but you couldn't tell what the words said. And then once he said um, what he had to say, he said, uh, Warla, it's kind of hot in here. Uh, I think I'm going to. And then he should start taking off his blazer and it said, I just beat Cody, which is hilarious. MJF, again, one of the best heels that is out here. I mean, he's getting so much heat right now because uh, what we saw with the TMZ, where supposedly he uh, gave the bird to a seven-year-old. And everybody was like, oh, that's messed up. But let's be realistic. The parent knew what he was putting himself in, uh, in the in the middle of that whole, uh, I think it was uh, in Chicago this past weekend, he knew what he was doing when he brought his son to take a picture with MJF, and he knew what he was getting. So let's not blame MJF. MJF is just being um, kayfabe, and, uh, and he's not going to change. This guy's going to be kayfabe. Uh, he's going to keep kayfabe, going to be the a-hole that he is. And, you know, apparently it's, it's sad that the seven-year-old had to see this, but let's blame it on the parent. The parent knew what he was doing, so Let's cut the announcers out. Um, so, um, you know, it, it's just, I mean, it's crazy when you got, um, uh, it's crazy when you got uh, all this nonsense going on on the, um, 
on wrestling when the TMZ is even involved in that. So we'll be right back after this. Then we headed to the main event, guys. The main event of the evening was Jericho and Sammy Guevara versus John Moxley and Darby Allen. Moxley, uh, when he was coming into the ring, he got attacked by the inner circle. Um, by the stands, by inside the stand, they started attacking him. Uh, it was just pounding after pounding. I mean, they hit him with garbage cans. They jumped him. He can't try to fight back. Remember, the whole thing was for Moxley to be able to get out on his own, walking out of the arena on his own. And um, they were trying to beat him down, whatever. At one point, John um, Jake Hager put him in that um, choke, triangle choke um, submission and put him out. So therefore, Darby Allen was left alone to wrestle uh, against Mark, uh, Jericho and Sammy Guevara. And it was a two-on-one match. Um, Darby Allen took over the match with his quickness. He drop kick uh, Sammy Guevara. He did the same to Jericho. He was dominating most of the match until Sammy hit Darby with a cracking knee to his face. And after that, the inner circle just took over throughout the match. I mean, he went through the walls of Jericho, and Darby was in trouble for most of the match. They were humiliating him throughout the whole match. Darby makes a comeback with a suicide on Jericho. And then um, at one point, I mean, he was doing the, trying to make his comeback, but at one point you saw Sammy Guerrero threw Darby up in the air, and while he was in the air, he kicked him right in his stomach. Uh, it, it was just crazy. So, um Darby again made a comeback, hit the coffin drop on all the members of Inner Circle. And then Darby tried to do a suicida, and Jericho caught him with the Judas effect outside. And after that, he just brought him in and threw him in the ring, and Sammy Guerrero went and pinned him. Second time I think I've seen this year where Sammy Guerrero has won a match uh, for his team. Um, so, But then Mosley came out, and when he came out, he came out with a chair. and But... Um, I don't. Rem- I I don't remember how Mosley got caught. I think Mosley went after them, and they jumped him, and then they took Mosley and they kind of power bomb him from the top of the stage into a table, and they put out. You know, they put him through a table. So there you go, guys. That was the the fallout from AEW Dynamite last night. But let me give you my analysis of what this is gonna lead to. And, and where we're gonna go through. So now you remember, guys, that they just announced an AEW Revolution this past Saturday, Bloods and Guts, and that's gonna be at the Prudential Center. I think it's March twenty. I know it's two weeks from today. I think or two weeks from to, from last night. I think March eighteen. I could be wrong. Probably March eighteen. They're gonna be at the Prudential Base. They're gonna have the Bloods and Guts match. Where they're gonna have the match beyond the match beyond if you guys don't know what the match beyond is that's war games now the reason people will say well but they can't use that because wwe has well yes war game is owned by wwe but match beyond wasn't because originally in 1987 dusty Rhodes created that match the match beyond War games. That was what's called what was called back then in the NWA in 1987. Apparently, something happened. MLW bought uh had war games because Dusty Rose was the one 
who created Major League Wrestling, if you guys don't remember, back in 2000, I believe, four or five. So they had the rights to the name to War Games. WWE bought the name of the War Games from MLW. So then Match Beyond was still out there for trademarking. Of course, Cody Rhodes went and been, you know, creating havoc with these trademarks. So he trademarked that. So Bloods and Guts is going to be called Bloods and Guts, the match beyond. So if you guys noticed last night, there's going to be a setup. And the setup I could see the inner circle versus Moxley, Darby Allen, and three other guys. I could see Matt Jackson in there. Uh, maybe Matt Jackson. Um, then probably, well, the Young Bucks, actually. It could be Darby Allen, John Moxley, the, the Young Bucks, and then you got to get a fifth member. Now, who's going to be the fifth member? I don't know who's going to be the fifth member. But that's pretty much what you saw last night is a setup for that big bloods and guts coming up at the Prudential Center where they're going to have a war games or a match beyond, whatever you want to call it. That is exactly what they're, they're planning to do. I could be wrong because, I mean, I'm not perfect. I'm not going to come in here and tell you I'm perfect, that I know what I'm talking about, but let's be realistic. Um, I did the AEW preview on my YouTube channel, on the Chokesland Wrestling Report YouTube channel, and I predicted on some of the stuff that happened um, in uh, Revolution. I mean, I said that MJF was going to beat Cody Rhodes. People thought it wasn't going to happen. Even though I expected better out of that match, um, it was kind of sad that it didn't even live up to the hype. So I said that Orange Cassidy was going to show everybody what he was made of because everybody can't stand Orange Cassidy. Don't know why, but he showed you Saturday night what he's made of, him and Pac and these guys. I mean, I was home watching this pay-per-view, and I was saying to myself, wow, this match was great. It had me on my edge of my seat. Because Orange Cassidy showed you what he's made of. Even though the Lucha Bros interfere in that match. But again, but that, that set off to what we saw tonight. The Triangle of Death. Which is a perfect combination. Now, you got another group in, in AEW. And people are going to be like, oh, there's too many AEW groups. Whatever. I, I don't care. As long as there's good matches and everybody's involved, that's the best thing to do. Uh, I also predicted... Um, uh, I mean, though, two of my predictions didn't come true, which it was R. Anderson turning on uh, Cody Rose. That did not happen. I thought once he kicked him by mistake, that was going to happen. I thought Hangman Page was going to turn on Omega that, that Saturday night. But it, and it looked like he is going to, he was going to buckshot him out, knock his head off. But he stopped himself after the end of that match. But, you know, it, it was something that everybody was looking for. So, but it didn't happen. So, but like I said, this whole thing, this whole show tonight is a, uh, a kind of a preview of what you're going to see in Bloods and Guts two weeks from now, I believe it is. Two weeks from now, uh, or maybe March 25th. I don't know what it is, but I know they're going to set this a setup for the Bloods and Guts Match Beyond War Games. It's not going to be called War Games again because they don't own the right to that. But Match Beyond is what's going to be called. So, that's something to look forward to. This is going to be amazing. Um, and it's cool because it sets up more for the next pay-per-view coming up, which is May 23rd, Double or Nothing. Um, so I'm really looking forward to it. Also, we didn't see Matt Hardy this week. 
which I'll probably set up for something next week. Lance Archer was supposed to come out this past week, this past week, and they pushed him back. Brody Lee, he's definitely going to come. That Jake the Snake Robert promo was the best promo I have seen in a long time. Jake the Snake Robert, one of my favorite promo guys in wrestling. And mind you, I've been watching wrestling for 45 years. This guy is one of the best promo. Nobody could top this guy as far as the old school promos. Maybe Dusty Rhodes. You know what I'm saying? You got Ric Flair was pretty good too. But Jake the Snake Robert as the devious, as a heel, Jake the Snake Roberts. So it's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen. I'm very looking forward to it. And I hope you guys enjoyed the AEW Dynamite last night because, I mean, they beat NXT again. They had 909,000 viewers. Almost made, uh, they only needed 91,000 more people, and they would have hit the million mark. So AEW is hot. And I don't care what all these marks, all these AEW haters say. At the end of the day, they're doing work. And if, I mean, I'm not going to be here to sugarcoat nothing. And I already said it. I don't care who doesn't like what I'm saying. You could agree with it. You don't have to agree with it, but it is what it is. Anyway, guys, thank you for listening to my podcast tonight. Uh, again, you can listen to my podcast, my audio podcast, through Apple, Pandora, uh, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, uh, iHeartRadio. I'm all over the place, so you can check that out. I also have a YouTube channel called The Chokeslam Wrestling Report. I drop videos there every weekend. I got a very interesting video coming up. This uh, probably is going to be dropped by Friday or Saturday. So it's going to be about Ricochet. All the stuff that's going on with him, we're going to check that out. Just stay tuned for that. Um, Also, um, I believe we're going to be talking about Ricochet and Sergey Alexander, two guys that high flyers, not giving credit in WWE. But anyway, this uh. It is what it is. So check it out, the Chokeslam Wrestling Report, the YouTube channel. Uh, subscribe to the channel. Hit that notification bell for every upload every week. Uh, hit the, uh, the links on top of the uh, of the YouTube channel, my Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Anchor, where I am right now doing this audio podcast from. You guys can check it out. Check all my, my, my 62 or whatever it is that I have here of episodes on my audio. So... Hopefully, you know, I get uh, more more listeners. I'm, I'm glad that I'm reaching out to places that I can't believe. Norway, um, Czechoslovakia, Netherlands, Puerto Rico, Australia, Canada, Portugal, Pakistan. Uh, I'm all over the place. United Kingdom, you know, and of course, the United States. I'm trying to reach all 50 states. I'm close to it. Um, so I need your support, guys. Um, so don't be afraid to check it out. Um, again, once again, I want to give shout out to my peoples that always supported me and giving me uh, the, you know, the push to keep pushing it and keep um, giving you guys this show. My boy Vernick and R32 Store um, up here in uh, Woodbury, New York. Uh, check out his website called R32.store. That's www.r32.store. Check out his um his uh, designs, he's, he'll do any design, any apparel, whatever, hats, sneakers, whatever you need, he'll do it. If you need it, and if you need to do shirts for a baseball team, shirts for cheerleaders, whatever, he could do all that stuff. Shout out to Turnbuckle Tabloid, Jay Santee, and Matthew Olski. All guys are unbelievable. They 
uh, podcast are is a great podcast. They always show me love. They're going to be doing their third year anniversary show tomorrow at seven. Check them off at Facebook, a ta- Turnbuckle Tabloid Facebook um, group chat, and um, check it out. They they are the funniest dudes. They talk about wrestling. They're all about the culture. So guys, check it out. Until then, guys, I will see y'all Sunday or Monday. Uh, most likely maybe Sunday. I'll drop another podcast. And thank you once again for supporting me. And I'll see y'all guys next week. Good night. <laughs>